Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC Chat Live discussions and even if you do then like, follow, share and retweet on that's right Twitter with my handle the marketing Anu. Or just um, yeah, join our LinkedIn group where we get loads of discussions going on and ideas about what's going on in, in paid search as well. And um, the, the group is called the app PPC Chat um, Roundup. Um, or if you're on Instagram as well, check us out at um, PPC Chat underscore Roundup um, to get quotes and snippets from our previous episodes. So today we are led, as usual, by the amazing Julie Bicini, where we discuss ethics in PPC. And just to clarify, um, this is all of paid media. This is not PPC as in Google, PPC or Microsoft, um, a PPC. This is um, also about Facebook and LinkedIn and, you know, some of all the other different platforms where we're buying um, positions by clicks, like, you know, on a, in a biddable format. Um, so yeah, being, being a working lady myself, <laughs> working for um, the amazing company that I am with, Clicks Marketing. Unfortunately, I did miss the beginning of the chat because I was in a meeting. Um, but what I caught, I was it was great. I, I think I I slid in um, from question five, and I was when because I was late, I was just gonna lurk in. But um, I, I I I saw a question, and I was like, oh, I have to answer that one. I've got an answer for that one. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what it's like. I. I, I find it interesting when people are like, oh, I'm just lurking when, when you know, some of these questions spark so many ideas and so many opinions. Um, so anyway, let's get into it. So as usual, we have um, Julie um, welcoming us, um, saying thank you all for joining. Um, we'll be talking about ethics in PPC, um, and that's uh, for today's conversation. But first, how are you doing? And um, yeah, a bit of a roll call. Gil Gilmer is um, filled with three cups of coffee already by the time this chat was, was going on, so he was doing great. Julie is doing great, and he, her, her daughter, is it's her last day of second grade, so she's having some feelings right now, but I'm excited for today. Got Dwayne Brown as well joining us, saying it's rain in Toronto, which will keep the heat wave at bay. Uh, we had the last that we had for the last three days. Um, I thought summer was going to be quiet. That may not be the case anymore. Nice, they they started. Um, they've had another hire. Dwayne said recently, um, but he doesn't want to keep his agency small because yeah, that way they can be continue to be dynamic um, for their clients, which just sounds great. And Nava Hopkins as well joins us, say on West Coast time, excited for discussion on ethics in PPC and hopefully marketing in general, subject near and dear to my heart. And Mali also joins us, but I think she only joins for um, half of it. She says, today I'm so hot, living in the middle of change and for a structured person, me, that's made me a cranky bear. Oh, bless. And this is uh, the week after her wonderful birthday weekend. So I hope she had a relaxing time for this, to prepare herself for this, um, what she said, middle of change time. Um, so yeah, Julie goes, before we get into the questions, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. So that's for everyone, everyone listening as well. So if you have something you want to share, please do. We are friendly and supportive 
Um, we have friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate, but lurkers are also welcome. And um, yeah, always welcome too if you just want to see the chats going on. Robert Brady also joins us saying, hey everyone, things are great in Idaho. So mostly people from the US, like, yeah, did I did I miss? Well, Dwayne is um, in, the, in Canada even, so not the US, but pretty much everybody else is from the US. We have a UK lot. I always get disappointed when I don't see too many UK people on the chat. We've got Julia Vice as well from um, Canada going, it's June already. I'm just out here on a, my little island, completely taken aback. Like, and there's a little otter in the water kind of rubbing its eyes. <laughs> Steve Gibson replies, ethics, I'll get my coat. <laughs> What's that about? Snaptech Marketing, the company that Amalia works for, uh, joins us as well saying, good morning. Feeling great today as an agency that st- strives to be ethical Always, I'm excited to talk about ethics and PPC. My good mood is definitely influenced by the fresh banana bread I just devoured. Oh, and that reminds me, I need to make some more banana bread. I I really got into that at the beginning of um, the pandemic, but kind of got bored of that one. But um, yeah, and we might need to bring bring this one up again. Anyway, so then um, Julie goes, let's go. And we actually have Dogar Thomas uh, to thank um, for this topic suggestion. Um, so yeah, first question is ethics in PPC. Something is ethics in PPC. Something you ever think about is so in what ways do you think about it? And our first answer comes from Colin Slattery, who um, replies saying it's something I think about a lot, especially when I audit an account where the agency is in change, is doing something shady or unethical. Gil Gildner replies, I never think about it in a separated manner for PPC or really even business in general. Ethics is ethics, but there are specific ways that it's manifested in paid search, I guess. Um, Julie replies, I think about ethics in PPC a lot. I am a really big, just because you can doesn't mean you should person. I think about my own professional ethics always and also do my best to guide clients to act in ethical ways with their advertising. I think that's a brilliant answer and very unsurprising coming from Julie. Julie Vice replies saying, it's definitely something I think about and clients often ask about ethical versus legal obligations. I am not a lawyer, so it gets tricky fast. Um, Dogar Thomas replies, um, I've been thinking about this a lot over the past year, but I've always had weird pangs of various types throughout my marketing career. I think this year was where I went. Why am I actually unethically? 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 What? Anyway, that's, that is the question. What? Why am I acting? Ah, why am I acting unethically? Okay, interesting. Another Hopkins replies, I think about it all the time. It's the central pillar to my outlook on life. Do well by doing good. This means be transparent with your clients, team and bosses. Don't say yes to business you can't do right by empower others always that's a brilliant answer <laughs> very unsurprising of number two she's but it's it's that is her kind of way i feel of in all the tweets that she does about being ethical and doing right by by clients and my business she continues saying that all that said i do think we live in a world where pragmatism has to shape our ethics getting too caught up in whether something is right or wrong and full failing to act will only do you or your clients to inaction and entropy um my piece is my PPC specific ethics rules are client always owns the, the account. Only one partner per vertical per market. Don't lie ever. Don't take credit for work you didn't do. Agree to deadlines and honor them. That's a really great way of talking. And Aurora Lasada goes, you, you, you walk, 
your talks and someone that's probably knows Naba well as well. So you give some replies to this as well, saying David Ogilvy said, never write an advertisement which you wouldn't want your family to read. You wouldn't tell lies to your own wife. Don't tell them to mine. So when it comes to ethics, I follow that rule. I'm not sure whether that's a rule that every advertiser follows though, especially when you see some TV and radio ads and listen to some radio ads. Malia Fowler replies saying, ethics in PPC is something I think about a lot. We are an, an unregulated industry, very much so. The way some people and agencies conduct business, the way Google is predatory with their support, the way some people don't give conversion data in reports, all food for thought. Tiffany shares replies as well saying, I think there definitely um, needs to be some ethics in PPC. There are agencies out there who will lie or overpromise results to get clients. This just ruins it for us agencies who want to see clients as our partners. And Dolores Thomas actually continued his answer to question one, saying that um, there's so many times where I go, ew, that's gross, and then go right ahead and hit publish. Or I hate this as I'm trolling through data or we could have done better here. I'm in the office for the first time in a year, so I don't have my notes that I've been working on, but I see at least five big areas of ethics, inclusivity, accessibility, privacy, clarity, ecosystem. This is on a lot of sides of the equation. I think that's a very definitive like five sides um, to the areas of ethics. And then we have um, Sam replying to question one as well, saying, I think you have to, if you aren't questioning, that's pushing yourself to do right do the right thing by your clients, by your employer or agency, do you personally, then I don't think you're doing your job. Uh, Robert Brady replies, ethics are important in every aspect of life. Of course, I use them with my PPC efforts as well. Julie um, continues her answer to question one, saying it also tends to crop out, crop up a lot when I'm taking over an account, either in the way the previous provider behaves or set things up, who owns the data, for instance, and also things, seeing things that were good for the agency and not really for the client sets me off. Um, we then have Amalia continuing her answer to question one, saying, as a manager, I always think about ethics in hiring and PPC. I try to look at where things may feel unsafe for individuals who have different life experiences than I do. I also look at what we're putting out there as marketing campaigns. Snaptech Marketing replies saying, as advertisers, we are in a position that we could take advantage of businesses. And we've seen how our clients have been burned by this. Working with SMBs, it's so important to always conduct ourselves ethically so we can only positively affect our clients. Um, and then Amalia goes, continued again. Additionally, who is affected by advertising? Uh, at Snaptech Marketing, we don't take on clients where their products could do harm to the general public loan sharks, credit companies, etc., especially because access to ad blockers is a privileged thing. And I think all of that's just true. And ethics in advertising in PPC is very important and um, is something I think about, especially when audited uh, um, campaigns as well. And, um, you know, when you think about client communication and setting expectations and even especially the data where you're doing the data and being true to your word and not making sure you're not fudging the data so that you make yourself look good. I found it interesting, especially on to in the topic of ethics in PPC, when to, um, recently I was listening to an ad on radio um, about, you know, getting a credit card and somebody, and there's this credit card company that was like, oh, don't worry that you have bad credit. Don't worry that, you know, you've been um, rejected a credit card in the past. We are not going to look at those things and, you know, you'll be able to get a credit card to us with us very easily and I actually do think that 
um, slightly presses up the the line of credibility or or, or ethical and unethical. Because if someone has bad credit, shouldn't we be helping them to try to get themselves back on good credit instead of just going, don't worry, we'll ignore that you have bad credit and we'll just give you a credit card to continue being even more in bad credit? I don't know. That one's a, is, is, a, is a weird area, but that was a radio ad, not PPC, so that's a bit of a tangent. Anyway, back onto our questions and to our discussion of today. Julie goes on to question two saying, do you think there is a difference between your own ethics in PPC and ethics for advertisers? I'd say no. Um, I think it should be the same thing, although it's talk, I guess... You know, as someone was saying that, you know, if not even someone, Amali was saying in terms of advertising, when you're hiring, you know, making sure you hire people who have, you know, the good sense and have, you know, from what the different experiences are, as opposed to advertising as a professional with the data in front of you with clients. I think don't think there's anything in terms of with PPC and for advertisers. Um, Emma Franks um, joins the chat saying, hey, everyone, um, and answers question one saying, I think about it on a few different levels. Do the objectives and operations of the company or client meet my ethical standards? Is the messaging presented to prospects or customers honest and transparent? Do I believe in the product or services? Yep, some very good points there by Emma. Um, and then we have um, Julia Vice replying to question two saying, I don't. It's an industry-wide question and whatever type of advertising you're running has to meet ethical standards. I agree as well. Amali replies to question two, saying, absolutely, PPC and advertising in general is relatively unregulated. Nobody dictates what we have to put in our reports or standard of care. There are rules or watchdogs for content that is put out, but not for predatory agencies or freelancers. Also, Google. (laughs) Amali does not like Google. Um, Julie Vash continues, um, replies to that, saying, I mean, there are some rules, but not as much as we might think. Amali replies, the rules are also created by vastly different entities and sometimes are not applied equally, which further disadvantages some over others. Um, We have John Kagan replying to question one, saying this isn't something that came to mind 15 years ago, but in the past seven to 10, it definitely comes into question. I now look at it from a best practices standpoint. Brand's best interest is huge and now sadly, occasionally from a determining if something someone does is even legal. Dwayne Brown replies to question one saying, I think a lot about it for customers and making sure they don't take for take us for a ride, the old bait and switch, not lying to prospects and those areas, doing right by CSL, CASL, and I imagine that's the California um, Data Protection um, Entity, GDPR, and CCPA, another California um, data protecting um, agency. Steve Gibson replies to question two, saying, I'm not sure I understand the question. Surely the mass of PPC advertisers have within them a very broad range of ethics. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether it's broad. I think it's very individual, to be honest. Brett Bodofsky also joins us, saying, I think about ethics often, in reply to question one, from observing others, ethical mishaps to ensuring I'm always looking in favour I'm always working in favor of the client and end user. What's good for people can often be good for business and really is, especially when you talk about diversity and all these kind of, um, you know, hiring people from different racial backgrounds and hiring people for different, you know, abilities and able-bodied or unable-bodied abilities um, or hiring of people of like, you know, transgender, gay, anybody. I think diversity and people being able to hire from 
different walks of life and be able to get different um, aspects and, and insights into the human brain um, is always going to be good for business and it will be ethically sound. Um, Delara Thomas also replies to question two saying, I think there's reasonable um, disagreement around what is and isn't ethics. It's a call that makes um, that everyone has to make to say, I will not do X. Some people won't work with certain industries, but say what if a GTLD um, is unethically owned, will you run traffic to that TLD? So what if a GTLD is unethically owned, will you run traffic to that TLD? Not sure what TLD means. Does he explain it in a further tweet? Um, let's see. He continues saying, like, that's a damn question. Is web analytics unethical? Is working with global multi-billion dollar companies that have caused ethics strife unethical? What's the limit for harm there? I mean, and I credit um, hashtag hey Alexa, and that's Alexa Heinrich. I hope I pronounced that properly. Uh, with really drilling this in my head, not using camel case and hashtag limits accessibility. There's a difference between personal and corporate comms, but that's an ethical call to do or not to do that. And then we have John Kagan replying to question two saying, Dear God, yes, spend five minutes in one of the Facebook groups or worse, search Google ads on TikTok and eyeball how many folks promote it as an easy side hustle if they do the quick certification. Yeah, all that, all that stuff. That's definitely unethical stuff. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, Sam replying to question two, so saying, well, since there's no standard objective ethics, the answer almost has to be yes, which isn't a great in great thing. But I do think we should be working towards a set of actionable standards for PPC practitioners to make this easier for clients. And he continues, and each other, to be candid, we work in an unregulated industry that handles billions of dollars of clients' money each day across the entire PPC ecosystem. Um, they're bound to be people who exploit their information asymmetry to hurt clients. That's wrong, repulsive, and give the industry a bad name. But unfortunately, it's not illegal in many cases, but it highlights the need for standards. Sam then finally goes down. So while I'd love nothing more than to say absolutely, there's no difference. I can't, I can't because I've seen firsthand this, the way some other advertisers, in inverted commas, treat clients, and it's not in a line with my ethics, beliefs, or the way I do business. That's actually a fair point, and I didn't see things that way. So yeah, on that re, um, on, on, on that note, I rephrase my answer and say that, yeah, I do think that PPC needs a different set of ethics ethics rules from advertising. Um, John Kagan continues his answer to question two, saying, but there is a number of completely unscrupulous and predatory agencies in the U.S. market as well. Some have been federally, indict federally indicted and some have not. Dwayne Brown replies to question two, saying that they're in that some corporations want to find that the gray areas where there might not be one we all don't get held to the same standards. There's different sets of rules for the rich and big corps, um, big corporations. Snaptech Marketing replacing, as Amalia Fowler said, we work in an unregulated industry. There are things that are technically unethical in the advertising industry that give you that ugh feeling in the pit of your stomach. This is what our agency strives to avoid. Um, and then yeah, Emma Frank replies to a question too, saying, "What a great questions I have! What a great question! I have seen a lot of advertisers whose tactics I would label sketchy, but I'm not sure if that necessarily equates to unethical. 
it if it's done knowingly or intentionally more likely if it's just the result of a mistake or ignorance maybe not broadly i think there are ethics that govern how advertisers treat and communicate with customers and ethics that govern how vendors treat and communicate with brands i think both sides of the relationship are important and need to be considered and then we have Judy um, herself replying to question um, two, saying, in my mind, I don't separate the two because I don't compromise my ethics for any client. I like to think that all advertisers would feel an ethical obligation to not be shady, but we all know that is not true. We all we have all had requests for icky things, no? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't think of, of, of one right now, but I'm sure I've had, had that. Amalia replies to that in the amount of accounts I've had to wrestle back, the amount of times I've had to say no to certain requests. It takes a toll, but it's also why I teach and why I'm vocal on whatever platform I have. Dogger replies saying that, well, I think that's kind of part of my point. What is icky? Is targeting by zip code icky when what implications are there? Both said implicit, explicitly and unsaid. Um, Amalia replies saying there are great areas, but there are definitely not so great areas targeting by zip code gray refusing um targeting by zip code gray refusing to give clients accounts not gray hiding conversions not gray it's ethics it's philosophical in nature so obviously we're not going to sort it out easily never replies to that i'm interested in what makes zip code targeting gray that one never crosses my mind as an ethics questions would love to expand my perspective here sam replies you can use it for rent for redlining if you overly overlay census plus other demographic data and the history of zip code does get a little dicey it's a combination of geo plus post office service so back in the day um and yeah never replies makes sense thank you and um sam replies also i don't have an issue using it unless there's an unethical intent if it's there are 10 zips that we serve okay fine makes sense if it's we don't want the kinds of people who come from here in our shiny new apartment community yeah no that's a very fair point and that's what makes it unethical so never reply to that a thousand percent agree with this thanks for helping me understand i'm a firm believer of excluding locations that have a low probability of profit agnostic to demographic data has to show the region doesn't make sense in order to exclude it and then we have Nava Hopkins replying to question two saying, I've been exceptionally lucky in my career. I haven't had to choose between them. If there was a chance I'd have to, I could withdraw. Some advertisers try to find profitable loopholes and I'm all for it until the health or happiness of others is encroached upon. Um, we have Tiffany Shares replying to question two saying there is, but there, that will always be the case. There's no clear cut of what is and isn't ethical. Most areas will be regulated by some kind of body to make it more clear. And then Amalia um, just gives us a note here, which a lot of people loved, saying one thing I discussed with my digital marketing students is the financial barriers that people have that makes them more susceptible to advertising. If you can't afford premium subscriptions, YouTube, Spotify, then you get more ads if you can't afford to subscribe ads. Um, and then, yeah, we've got um, John Kagan replying to question two saying, I can't stop on this. Let's go not ignore the platform's questionable ethics as well. How many of us have seen either written or being told over the phone by reps at Google and Yelp that if they do something that defies industry common sense, it'll help. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, yeah, Julie taking us um, to question three, saying, what, if anything, ethical obligations do you feel you have when it comes to advertising on clients' behalf? Um, 
yeah, just making sure we are uh, we are um, defending our clients against um, platform um, advisors. So like when Google says you need to spend more or when Facebook says you need to do things that is just literally to increase the spend and not actually working towards the client's efficiency. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a very much an obligation to step in and be like, no, it's, it's, I think um, an answer comes across to the, um, later on about being, being the person that's only almost treating your clients as, as if you're, they're part of your business. So what, what doesn't work for them will not work for you. So, you know, treat them as, as, as true partners. Um, but we've got some really nice answers to that. Um, and, and Andrew McGarry replies, if you make a mistake, own it and explain why it happened. That's another one I love. I'm like, I always say mistakes happen. Do not be ashamed of a mistakes, but just make sure you're the person that owns it and speaks about it first. Don't hide it. Um, he continues, um, if you make a mistake, own it and explain why it happened. Some ideas don't work. Growth comes from learning. And if you don't test, you don't learn. And if you want to exclude media sites on ethics grounds, invite that convo. Um, he continues, I've yet to meet a client who was against excluding hard right or hard left political sites. So avoiding those extremes in GDN is always a relief. Um, Andrew Anders Hoth replies to question three saying, I remember one day that some of my team members told me they installed ad blockers. That was a wake up call for me. I think marketers shouldn't do to target audiences what they wouldn't want to experience on themselves. Sonica replies, doing right by your client should be a, a foundational principle for all advertisers. Some ways to practice doing the right thing, be transparent with optimizations you're making, get budget change or shift approvals if appropriate. Um, and she continues, um, listen to clients' goals and explain to them when and why they may not be possible to reach early on. Greg replies, um, PPC Greg replies, saying transparency is something that I don't think should be up for debate. But I've seen and heard a lot of instances where an advertiser will, will make a mistake and not fully disclose it to the business owner. In my opinion, not saying anything is lying. Yeah, don't don't hide the truth. Just tell people what has gone on. And then we have Amalia Fowler replying to question three, saying, I do my best to protect their brand and treat their businesses as if it was my own. Two, be transparent about everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. Three, give them access to an ownership over their accounts. Three very solid points there, I'd say. Um, and then we have God, Kurt Henninger, replying to question three, saying, not advertising for competitors is always a sticker for me. At least having disclosure, I think, is important. John Kagan replies, explaining pros or corners strategies. Will it cost you more? How long something will take to produce results? Also, how they compensate me and how it is reflective on the work, i.e. commission, retainer, hourly, etc. And then we have um, Emma Franks replying to question three, going, I treat every client as if it is my own company. That means keeping the data secure, making recommendations that I believe will benefit the organization and speaking up when I'm asked to do something that I think will hurt the brand or their customers. Additionally, it means fairness and transparency when it comes to the financial transactions too. No hidden fees, no unexpected charges for clients or customers. Rates are what they are and can or should be negotiated, but both parties need to agree to the terms further it means that we are on the same team vendor client relationships and brand customer relationships should not be advertisal um, adversarial even in my opinion we need to cultivate relationships built on trust 
or no one will come out of the experience satisfied. Very true. It's not just about the money. Um, Julie replies to question three as well, saying, I feel like I should let clients know when they ask for something that I would continue to be in the grey or no way area ethically and explain why. I also try to be on the lookout for subtle things that they might not be aware of due to the blind spots that I might see. Nava replies to question three, saying, I kind of addressed this in question one, so we'll expand a bit more. Clients deserve to know from the outset if an initiative has the chance to be profitable. If you say yes to business, you owe it to clients to be responsible and do your best, not just take the retainer. Um, additionally, be sure that you're always learning. It drives me absolutely nuts seeing an account running old rules of engagement. We've paid well enough to invest one to two hours per week to be on top of our industry. Or on the um and on the don't lie, it's really frustrating how many brands I've worked with and are burned by a charlatan who lied to get two to four months retainers. Please don't lie. Don't ever promise. Don't overpromise. Just empower your people to profit and victory. Nice way of doing things. Um, Doug R. Thomas replies, um, I've thought about this one a lot since um, Tim H. Wang, Tim, Tim, Tim Huang even, not Tim H. Wang, Tim Huang's book is around metrics. What is a video view? It's not what a non-practitioner thinks it is. We have to think about what we're selling to clients to be that um, intermediary, intermediary to turn it into real language. Julia Vice replies, transparency, client account ownership, connecting them with platforms, keeping them informed. Amali Fowler replies, also being very transparent about the pros and cons of a strategy that what data and results they can expect. Any agency or advertiser who predicts results from the get-go with no data is full of it, in my opinion, which is why forecasting can seem to be of a mysterious act because We've got to say that a lot of caveats to what we're promising and we cannot promise the moon until we've actually tested something. Snapchat Marketing replies, we use the phrase duty of care on our marketing team. We all ask ourselves the question, what would we want if this was our business? Being honest and transparent are some of our core values and we take them seriously. Colin Slattery replies, um, I always tell clients that I treat their ad spend as if it might my own, meaning I will avoid doing things that I think are going to be wasteful, even if it's something they want. And I'll explain why I think it's not great. Which is very good. Sonica replies, doing right by your client should be a fundamental practice for all um, adv advertisers. Some ways to practice doing the right thing, be transparent, get budget or change shift approved approvals if appropriate. And she continues, listen to clients' goals and explain to them when and why they may not be possible to reach earlier on. And then we have Julie uh, continuing her answers question three saying, also this includes not allowing BS conversions to be counted, making sure clients are not violating platforms policies. Um, and then we've got Julie taking us to question four saying, have you ever faced an ethical dilemma in your PPC career? How did you handle it? But before we go that, we also have Dwayne Brown replying to question three saying, treat customers like I want to be treated online, wrap clients' brands in the best way possible and do and to the highest standards possible if you think it might be wrong or shady, then do it. Sam replies saying, I think we have at least five, each with subpoints, fiduciary duty plus standard of care, um, transparency, honesty or candor, not the same as number two. For ownership, responsibility with a six, what's the right thing to do? 
And as I write this, there's one more I preach all the damn time, perpetual cultivation of expertise. If we don't commit to keeping ourselves informed and knowledgeable about the platforms on which we're working, we can't do any of one to six. Some good answers there. And then in response to four, we've got Anders replying saying, yeah, every single day segmentation is equal to discrimination. The worst I remember was for a dating site. And then we have Gil Gilner replying to question four saying, run into these less than I ever expected, mostly because we try, we just try to do right. In one case, we were overspent and it was totally our fault. So we had to make it right. It was hard because we were first starting out in 2017 we took care of it. Julie Vice replies, in my career, this has mostly been around choosing what clients to take on. Needing revenue is real, but so is being able to look at yourself in the mirror, especially, especially so. Um, Dogar Thomas replies, maybe I'm just in my feelings every single second I'm working in marketing is an every sec, sorry, Maybe I'm just in my feelings. Every single second I'm working in marketing is an ethical dilemma. I'm really convinced by Tim Huang's bubble argument. We sell lemons most of the time and we know it. Um, and then he goes like two um, um, experts here. Branded takes the ideological bent of sleeping giants and layers on that the ecosystem, ecosystem is entirely run by ads.text fraud and relies on negative placements being erroneous being onerous um and those don't touch targeting or creative boardroom decisions um yeah julia vice replies oh wow doug that's not a good way to spend your working life are you looking for a shift if every second a second is a dilemma maybe your talents are better used in-house guiding a brand more ownership more decisions setting the overall tone yeah i agree which is why i have made made my current move dogar thomas goes yeah i'm having a time the good news is that part of me suggesting this topic was to help see whether other folks are at some are with some of the stuff i've been working on to help me better align myself with what i want because it's super unfortunate i'm relatively good at ads ha um julia vice replies good at something doesn't mean do it forever do something that makes you happy the trick is finding out what that even means yeah happy and doing what you're good at that is the the perfect mix um and then yeah we have green brown replied to question four i'm um, going not that i can think of so far we say no early to sketchy looking sites and such Nava hopkins replies that uh, my rule on competitive competing vendors in the same market was going to be violated rather than take the second client on i found them a home with a trusted practitioner it meant a good ppc got business a good PPC agency got business and my original client was protected. Nice way of doing that one. Um, Julie replies to question 14. Since I've been doing this forever, I've gotten pretty good at screening for problems before signing a contract. But even clients you don't expect can read a post and ask you to do something that is not in your acceptable zone. And then we have Emma Frank replying to question four saying, echoing others, the opportunity definitely arises when human error makes an appearance and instinct tells you to save face however possible. I found that being honest or transparent and proactive about correcting it has allowed me to preserve trust and focus on what's next. Snapchat Marketing replies to question four saying, we absolutely have. However, this is where sticking to our core values is essential. We always, always strive to be straightforward, transparent and do the right thing, even when it's tough. Julie then goes on to question five. 
saying, what do you think are the biggest ethical gray areas in PPC currently? Um, and yeah, this is where I jumped in. I thought I was going to be lurking and just not saying anything, but I said, sorry for being late. Um, I was just going to lurk, but an answer popped in my head for this one. And I was like, who owns the data? And what I was actually thinking is more on the side of when um, Kirk Williams says in his books, Pondering Over PPC Professional, where I think everybody needs to buy um, either the ebook or the actual book, um, the ebook, um, well, ebook actual book or audiobook which he reads out himself which is really fun and he actually sings in it a little bit um anyway so i say who owns the data uh, and that's the biggest um, ethical gray area um conundrum right now as in like the data is it the customer the people who actually have it is it the client have they paid enough to people should they pay us for using our data um so yeah i think some was uh, julia vice actually answered me Glenn Schmelzel even, I mean, answered me saying, for my team, brainstorming innocent users of client data can quickly spiral into ethical gray zone. I don't always know what's right, but we'll ask rationale. Um, and because we can isn't enough. Um, and then, yeah, Julia Vice going, the client, in my opinion, even if I exchange my strategies for dollars, the data is from the client and their customers. So my, my answer to that is like the fact that I'm actually thinking in terms of, is it the customer who has use data that you're using to do um you know audience analysis or audience layering um or actual clients so not in terms of whether it's a client or the agency um and then you have will gab gil gilner replying saying i think it's nearly all about niche still a lot of sketchy gurus questionable um drop shippers supplement hawks and folks trying to sell policy prohibited stuff i turn down leads like this every day now the hopkins replies it's a tie between account ownership and that we all don't agree on a single correct way to run accounts so what one practitioner sees as serving the client well another will see as failure um and then yeah we've got Dwayne brown replying to question five saying it's not a great area as google top of as Google TOS is clear on who pays for the uh, ads, owns the ad account. However, some agencies acting like the ad account they built is unique IP and somehow they reach the promised landing of account set up. Um, so yeah, Julie then replies to question five saying, I think uploading customer lists to platforms without expressed consent is great. I know it's very commonplace and is very much encouraged, but it is a great, in my opinion. I gave you my info to make a purchase or inquiry not to share with ad platforms. And then Julia Vice replies to question five saying GDPR and CCP and more local privacy rules are different, applied and interpreted differently and with little to no agreement on how to manage them. Just being in this situation gives lots of latitude to do shady stuff. Anders replies to question, replies to question five saying biggest ethical gray areas in PPC, hashtag, hashtag customer match, hashtag user consent and that's the kind of data gray area that i actually uh, was talking about about users giving you the data and you know who owns it is it google or the user themselves um google data facebook data amazon data microsoft data etc and did you want to discuss this whole hypocritical no cookies mean no tracking story apple and google are telling yeah even though they'll still have the data um, and Frank's replies to question five saying targeting marketing centers around segmentation, which inherently selects or deselects individual based on defined characteristics in regulated industries, banking, healthcare, etc. There is a fine line between targeting to avoid waste spend and discrimination. Data privacy, so much MarTech um, makes PPC management easier and many tools require or offer interrogations 
integrations across platforms to marry first and third party data or leverage a consolidated view. I think there are some great areas whether that is considered sharing data. Robert Brady replies question five saying for Google, it's search partners and the display network. And then we have um, Steve Gibson replying to question five saying, well, first start, there's a way Google is behaving towards advertisers. Kurt Henninger replies, attribution modeling, so many different ways to look at it for cross-channel attribution on what counts and so many ways to tweak what counts. Um, it's extremely difficult even for an experienced client to know what they're paying for and what impacts channels have. Snaptech Marketing um, answers question, um, question five saying a big one is making sure clients have access to their accounts. It can be easy to write this off and tell yourself that clients don't understand and may, inter may misinterpret the platform so they don't need access. No, never a good idea. Um, they continue, however, not granting access opens up the opportunity to take advantage of your clients or take actions that they wouldn't agree with. Make sure they have access holds US holds us accountable. I see you I see US as two capital letters and I think you're talking about the country. But in context it's make sure they have access holds us accountable. And they finally say also reporting on conversions properly is an ethical gray area. It would be easy to skew results so that we look good, but that doesn't benefit our clients at all. Um, and then um, we have Dogar Thomas replying to question five saying IAB's transparency tools don't work. And this is five different answers is given. <laughs> That's one. IAB's transfer, transparency tools don't work. Two, most agencies don't do accessibility at all. Three, most agencies don't do inclusion at all. Four, the data warehouse are fundamentally unethical. Um, and five, practitioners buy into platforms lies, then repeat to clients. And Julie takes, on, uh, takes us on to question six now, saying, if a client wants to do something that is in an ethical gray area, how do you handle it? John Kagan replies to question five first, though saying it definitely varies case to case. I think it comes down to determining in the area, if the area scenario is due to ignorance, incompetence, maliciousness, greed, or even a forgetfulness. Um, then the person should not really have the job. Um, and then Dogart, um, Glenn Schmelzer replies to Dogart Thomas, um, where, yeah, he gave those um, four or five answers about, um, you know, what do we think the biggest ethical gray areas are? Um, Glenn replies, um, Doug, you've highlighted touchy areas with three and four. Um, I think we're for most agencies don't do inclusion at all. For the data warehouse are fundamentally unethical. Um, not sure I'm totally with you on those, but we'll certainly hear you out. Um, Julia Vice says, four really feels like a flag to me. I would guess most people in this chat wouldn't buy into a blatant lie, though there are plenty of shady practitioners out there. Um, Andrew McGarry replies saying transparency tools is a great point. You could argue Facebook was forced to act in this regard, yet Google hasn't. Um, as far as I know, you can't go and look at all Google Ads brand is currently running right. Um, you can't go and look at all Google brands ads a brand is currently running, right? Well, SEM Rush gives you a little bit of an insight, but not every single ad um, that it's running. And I had a pause before, um, as far as I know, because that was put out down as AFAIK. 
Um, and I know um, um, this guy, Pupsi Kirk Williams, has used that acronym and I had to ask him about it. My grand replies to Dr. Thomas saying, interesting points here, but I dispute the last. In my experience, practitioners are often more resistant to platform propaganda and I'm genuinely openly curious to know about why you view data warehouse as fundamentally unethical. Interesting, is it just the gathering of data that there's a gray area on? And that's actually what I meant in my answer. Is there a gray area on the fact of just gathering people's data on what it's going to be used for? To answer question six as well, I said that I've luckily I haven't experienced this. Um, when it has been outside of work, I'm comfortable with doing things the way I think is ethically correct and explaining my point of view. Um, I can't imagine there's any amount of money that would make me go against my values or morals. And yeah, definitely I stand by that. David Galigues replies to question five saying, I hate that Google allows bidding on other people's um, trademark by not policing. The um, number of advertisers that do this, evidenced by landing page URLs, not just broad dynamic ads, is incredible. Mainly lead gen or PPC arbitrage, not actually providing the end service either. Steve Gibson replies, I think the whole ethics of online data argument has nothing to do with real privacy and is instead a shell game run by some of the world's least ethical multinationals. John Kagan replies to question six saying, clearly lay it out to them and this is why. If they persist, then it is a matter of informing them that I'm not willing to proceed due to ethics reasons. They may execute it themselves or find it somewhere else. Julia Weiss says, this luckily hasn't happened much. When it has, I've laid out what the behavior is and why it's a problem um, and why we don't recommend moving forward. Usually, we can then pivot to the desired outcome and come up with an ethical strategy to get that outcome. And then we have Gil Gildner replying to question six, saying, if it bothers me, we won't do it. Conscience goes a long way. That said, it's very seldom that there's anything truly grave because pre-filtering clients sorts out most of the shaft. Yeah. I remember like one of my colleagues told me today about how, um, yeah, from the, just the way um, a client, well, before a client became, had a chance to become a client, um, before contact had a chance before become a client, the way they were just speaking to one of the partners, um, yeah, another one of the partners was like, you're never going to work with such a guy. Um, and yeah, that really helps filter out um, some unethical people from the get-go. You can tell with some of these things. Anyway, our last question of the day is from Julie is, what is currently in your just because we can doesn't mean we should bucket, uh, we, we should bucket for PBC. Again, the question is, what is currently in your just because we can doesn't mean we should bucket for PPC. Um, for me, the first thing that came up is competitive bidding. Um, you don't need to always go after the competitor's um, um, keyword because especially if you do not have a better offering. And automation. Automation is not for any every kind of account. Um, and especially even for smaller accounts, um, it's not really worth doing it. I can't give it enough data. Um, so that's what talking about scripts, not the forced kind of automation that Google is making uh, us use. Um, Julia Vice replies Facebook, um, and it was so coincidental that there was someone who was tweeting about, you know, it's Facebook on everybody's shit list at the moment. <laughs> so I tagged Julia Vice into that tweet and I told that lady that she should join PPC chat. So, hey, maybe we'll have a new community member, um, coming up next week. Gil Gilner replies to question seven saying, if it works, I'd probably use it. The only ethical line I really deal with is the sort of clients or services we're trying to promote. I don't have many issues with delivery methods. 
Um, Glenn's Melzer replies, for me, this rears up when a new automation, post-conversion, nurturing, or cross-platform tracking comes to replace an older practice. I resist knee-jerk creation on new platforms and ask the old practices still has, um, and ask if the old practices still have any validity. And then we have Stop Tech Marketing replying to question six, saying it depends on how responsibility ultimately fails. Generally, we say no if it implicates us in any way or potentially causes harm to the general public. Dave Galigues replies to question six, saying I'm in-house medical and my internal clients appreciate there are tons of guidelines in our space. Never been a problem. We can get the end results. No great tactics needed. Um, Snapchat Marketing replied to question seven, saying reporting without full transparency, not giving access to clients or holding accounts hostage, spending the entire budget when performance is so-so. Dwayne Brown replies to question seven, saying I don't know if we have a bucket list per se. Beyond not breaking laws, I try to take it client by client. Above all else, would I want this experience as a customer? If not, maybe we should not be doing it. Doing it. Um, I tell the team, people we interview and even potential clients, we are not saving lives here. This isn't life or death. And it's important that no one is on their deathbed. Um, yeah. And Bill Gilder replied, golden rule is where it's at. Yeah, we're not saving lives. So take care of your health first. And when Frank replies to question seven, saying maybe not an ethical issue per se, but tracking everything is one for me. I'm a GTM nerd and a big fan of the opportunities and skillful tracking affords. And there is no need to track every action on a page just because if it doesn't serve your strategy, let it go. And I'm not going to sing the, the <laughs> Frozen song. Um, Glenn Schmelzer replies, you have been an early GTM power user speaking and going on podcasts. I'm putting quite a lot of weight beneath the don't track everything since it's coming from you. Um, Emma Franks, I appreciate that, Glenn. I have stepped aside a bit on GTM as other speakers or podcasters have embraced it over the last few years, but I do still have a lot of opinions um, from what I've seen practitioners try to do. In my opinion, too much excess data can bury the real treasure to be found. Um, Julie then um, answers question seven, saying the tools that claim to let you view someone else's analytics is a hard no for me. Oh Lord. Yeah, no, working around things that are not expressly permitted to, which is also even what I, I, I'm a little bit nervous about competitive tools that allows you to see at competitors' data ads, keywords, um, and how, how much of that is true. When I've, um, before I worked with a competitor. Um, or sometimes I'll I'll be able to see a competitor's like let's say stats on SEMrush, and then all of a sudden I start working with that company where I used to research um, them when we were I was their competitor, and I'd find it very interesting that most of the data, actually honestly SEMrush and most of these competitors will have were not actually quite accurate. So always take that data as more directional. Um, some of the ads, yes, will be will be right, and you can even see it if you search, do some searches. But in terms of the stats and how much people are spending, how much brands are spending, take that as directional and not the actual truth, because no one can really know that data. And I actually think it should be legal, and <laughs> probably there should be laws against that or ensuring that. And that's definitely an ethically gray area. Anyway, lots to listen to over there, lots to, that we had to talk about about what's ethical and what's not ethical. I think especially Doug R. Thomas is having a, a bit of a, an existential, you know, thought processes about 
marketing and, and doing it right. So we thank him again for giving us that topic. If you found this talk very useful, taking some great takeaways, um, but want to chat more about it, do join us um, on Twitter Spaces on Fridays, 5 p.m. G- on Friday, this coming Friday, 5 p.m. GMT or 12 p.m. Um, Eastern Time. Um, for any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some correction on anything that I've shared on here, do get in touch with me on Twitter. Um, my DMs are open. Just, you know, get me on my handle, The Marketing Anu, um, or on LinkedIn as well. We have the PPC Chat Roundup group on there. I would love for you to join um, and share your thoughts um, and share, you know, in the conversation. And finally, for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. Thank you.